Hello, Drunk Theology fans. Thank you for tuning in, and I am just happy to be with you today. Uh, joining me here on Drunk Theology, you are going to uh, have a good day today. I'm believing God for that. Anyway, uh, we want to continue on with our uh, series, uh, The Challenge of the Gospel, and specifically the challenge of communication. We've already talked about um, communication between husband and wife, communication with children, and we're next we're going to be looking into just relationship with coworkers and with um, employers. You know, now the language in the scriptures is referencing the time in which it was written. So the language is a little bit different regarding employers, employees, and and that kind of thing, but it is applicable to uh, our situation today. The scriptures uh, transcend time, and that's the beauty of uh, of the Holy Scriptures. So, uh, but before we can go and jump into that in Ephesians 6, I, I do want to cover just one little bit about husbands and wives, because you'll notice that the, the communication between husband and wife, uh, husband and the children, the father and the children, you know, it, it all is reflective of the time in, in which it was written. You know, in the day and age that we live in today, uh, there are a lot of single parent homes. And believe me, uh, that's a difficult situation. And uh, we would never ever want to judge anybody uh, because of that, because there are challenges in life that causes homes to to break up and 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 while that is not the best of circumstances it is also not the worst of circumstances it is the best that you can make it in christ and so i i, I want that to be understood that there is there is no condemnation in fact it's interesting in in first corinthians paul talks a little bit about that in 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 that saying that if if you become separated, if you become unattached, if you become uh, divorced, if your family does break up, you know he 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 addresses it in, in such a way to give godly wisdom on how to conduct yourself. And for those of you that are interested, you know, just turn to First Corinthians. I believe it's about the sixth chapter, and uh, that will be beneficial to you because it's interesting how he phrases it. He says, he, he, he gives the classic word of God concerning marriage and concerning the fact that marriage is, is a forever commitment. It's a till death do us part commitment. But uh, he acknowledges that that may not be the case. And so he says, this is what the Lord says. This is what the word of God says. And then he says, and this I say, not the Lord. And he gives wisdom regarding how how to be able to conduct yourself you know in peace knowing that there is no condemnation to you because you, you're you're the victim of divorce or or maybe you're even the one that divorced the the other spouse and are not the uh the custodial parent and you feel horrible about that later on in your life there is no condemnation it's if you put it under the blood and allow God to really do a work because he can and he will you know we can look at statistics all day long and see you know 
horrible dis, uh, horrible things that happen to to even second marriages where there are children involved and he gives advice on how to conduct your life and so uh, I don't want to go into all of that in this session perhaps I'll cover that in, in, in another topic but uh, do not be condemned but glean from these teachings for your future your mothers that are raising children or fathers that are raising children uh, on their own glean from it the the, the lessons that the, the previous two lessons uh, regarding communication especially that of with children you know because children are our future that sounds very cliche but it's the absolute truth and how we shape them and mold them can make a difference uh, in in the life of that of your family and life of that child and their children and so on so you know do not be disheartened but take courage now to continue on we're going to go ahead and look at uh, you know Ephesians 6 continuing on in verse 5 and so the term here which we would consider an employee in today's day and age the term is bond servant and the term for employer is is called the master but of course that was the economy of the day and understanding that bond servants were for the most part voluntary service that you gave yourself as a slave or a bond slave voluntarily so we're not talking about uh, the kind of slavery that that is is uh, classic in the mind of most Americans and, and most modern-day people, uh, because you know the the economy, as it were, uh, of relationship evolved to you know what we have now is you know employer-employee over literally uh, centuries, you know twenty of them, and so. Uh, so don't don't uh, get too conflicted with the language that's used here, but it goes on in verse five. It says, "Bond servants, obey your earthly masters, with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart, as you would Christ. Not by the way of eye service, as a people pleaser, but as a bond servant of Christ." doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bondservant or is free. So, we look at what is what what is the manner of communication and you'll notice that the communication we're talking about is not specifically verbal although we are we are a verbally communicating species you know uh that's that's just the way that that we are made you know and and it's interesting that other species you know seem to have their own forms of communication uh, i heard a heard a, a, a funny uh, joke about because it was you know about how whales communicate and the noises that they make and 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 they're able to communicate with each other and the the comedian said you know he goes do you think whales get depressed knowing that that 
we listen to their sounds to fall asleep. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, that conversation's boring. <laughs> you know, let's just go to bed. So, but but it, it, we're a verbal. We, we, we use words. But not only do we use words, we also use facial expressions. We use hand gestures. We use body language. And, and all of that is communication. And so he, he talks about how that uh, a, an employee, you know, in this, you know, the word bond servant, and, the re- and, and it's interesting, you know, as I've talked about how the word bond servant, we refer to it as an employee, but at the same time, we kind of need to stay true uh, to the words that are being communicated because we're not God's employees. He makes a direct reference of, being a bond servant to the master, your master, and a bond servant to the Lord, so that we are voluntarily servants of God, you know, because we came to Him and received Him gladly uh, as our Lord and Savior. So we become His servants. It's interesting. It's just a dynamic relationship, the attitude, because at the same time, we're brothers of the King, we're the brothers of Jesus, brothers and sisters of Christ. And uh, because his blood runs through our veins, uh, to use a, a physical, uh, you know, analogy of the relationship that God is always trying to communicate to us in a variety of ways. He says that we are His children, and so that the, uh, you know, yet we know that we weren't physically necessarily His child, right? Uh, but but we are unique in that relationship. So one of the ways that we, we look at our relationship is that we are his servants. We serve him, and it's a, it's a service of love. It's a relationship based on love, the love of God in Christ Jesus, and that we take that love, and he's saying that bondservant love attitude that you have, you need to apply it to your employer, to your master, as the language is here, but you need to apply it to your employer. You need to take that. So he says, he says, obey your earthly masters uh, with fear and trembling. And boy, that, that sounds like slavery, right? I mean, that sounds like bondage, you know, fear and trembling. But the language, again, uh, is, is, is giving way to a, a mindset, an attitude, the way that you carry yourself. And so the word fear really li- literally means to 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 reverence it's a it's a fear of reverence in other words because i recognize that you uh you are you are my superior in this job you are my supervisor you are my lead man you are my my manager you are my you know my employer you know and that and just as they were able to hire you they can fire you and so that you have a certain reverence and a certain respect uh, that you should maintain, and I'm, and I know that the, you know, uh, gosh, you know, I mean, I remember working in the the financial industry, and you know, like one manager that I would be working for would, you know, just, we, you know, we would work hard for him, and uh, and you know, you're building up his reputation, and winds up, you know, moving in the company, moving up in another position, and all of a sudden you get a new, I would get a new manager, and. Sometimes that new manager was uh, just a just a pain in the arse. You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, just it was not kind. And of course, you know, they're trying to establish their authority. And, and so you're, you know, and then so everyone jockeys for position. And, oh gosh, you know, it, it, it can be, it can be pretty bad. And some people are, are, are kissing up. In other words, they're trying to be uh, man pleasers, as it were. And so Paul is very, very descriptive here. And he's saying, listen, you should have a reverence and a respect for them. And you should have trembling and that trembling is interesting because that trembling means anxiousness you know so when you combine the two words together the the the, the primary thought and idea that paul is 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 uh bringing forth is that as an employee you should have a respect and a desire an anxious as it were to, to anxious to want to do well to want to do your very best. That's the anxiousness, the trembling he's talking about. It's, it's a desiring to do well, to, 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 uh, to ex expand the company or whatever it is that your position holds, that you do it and you do it to the very best of your ability. I remember my dad, you know, uh, you know, my, my dad, you've heard, you heard me, I think, you know, in a, in a podcast or a, uh, or maybe the YouTube video, uh, you know, with with uh, with my uh, uh, my brother, and we talked about our father, and uh, you know, my father, you know, was not a, an an educated man. I think he went only to eighth grade. I think he did eventually get his GED. He I, that I do remember uh, later on in in life. But you know, he never went on to a higher education. Uh, but he educated himself. You know. Um, and and was was very highly intelligent had had a had a, a high IQ. Uh, it's just that you know he he had a a, a different uh, point of view regarding education, and actually it was fine for his time because he always made uh, a, a good living. I mean there were lean years, of course, like any any time you're 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 in a, an economy that your income is reliant upon. You know there are going to be ups and downs, just like what we're going through a downtime right now as a society. You know economically, uh, of course there was those, but generally speaking, my father was uh, provided extremely well for our, for for uh, a person that did not have a higher education. Um, but you know one thing he'd always tell me, you know he 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 had hoped that I would go to college. He had hoped that my his kids would go to college, but. He also said this very forthrightly. He says, I don't really care what you do. I don't care what you do for a living. He goes, I will always be proud of you and I will always love you. He goes, so if you're a ditch digger, you're a ditch digger. But this one thing I ask, that you be the best ditch digger you possibly can. That's all I ask, that you be the best at it. And that's really what Paul is saying here, is that fear and trembling is like, have a respect and an honor for your employer, so much so that you, you, you have a, an anxiousness or a desire to, to, to do well, to, 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 uh, to, to do well for your employer and for, your, and, and, and for the company that you're with. That, and that provides for you. It does well for you in most cases. I'm, are there exceptions? Of course. There's always gonna be the exception to the rule, but we can't live our lives by the exception to the rule. You just can't. You know, it's just kind of like, for example, you know, 
uh, I, I was married to my Shelly one month before I became 20. I was 19 years old, or two months before I became 20. I was 19 years old when I married her. She was barely 18 out of, out of, out of high school. We'd only known each other, uh, you know, for like four or five months before we got engaged. I mean, and, and we were married rather quickly after that, I mean, just a few months after that. So, I mean, I met her in January, we were married in September. And a, a better wife, no one could ever have. I love my shell bells and we're still together. It'll be, it'll be 40 years here in, uh, in September. But I would never tell anybody, yeah, find somebody and only know them three or four months and engage them and get married a few months after that. Not the best choice. Mine is an exception to the rule. You can't live your life or, or give advice or godly wisdom based on the exception to the rule. And yeah, there are, there are exceptions to the rule where maybe you're, you're not treated well even though you are the best and you know that you're the best and no one can tell you, but, but, but you know, things don't work out for whatever reason. The, 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 for whatever reason, things aren't working out. That's okay. Because as he goes on and says, do it with a sincere heart. Don't do it with, with, with ulterior motives. You know, he says, do it with a sincere heart as you would Christ. Do you serve God with ulterior motives? If you do, you're having a rough time. You're always backsliding. You're always uh, going back and forth in the world now and, 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 and back to Christ and in the world now. Because you have to serve God with a sincere heart. He's saying you need to serve your employer with a sincere heart. You know, as bondservants of Christ. He says, and you know what? And, and then I love that. He says, so serve them as jerkified as they may be. As, as, as bloody awful as they may be. Just serve as if you're working for Christ. It says, as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. It says, so do it with your heart before God. That's the main thing here. That's what you, you need to capture, is that, that mindset, that attitude. It says rendering service with a good will is to the Lord and not to man. In other words, you're working for realize in all honesty, the job that you have, you have it because God gave it to you. Yes, you went through the interview process. Yes, you 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 made a great impression. Yes, you had a great resume. All that you had the education. But the bottom line, you got that job because God gave it to you. God made a way for you to obtain that job. And until you come to that realization, you're always gonna have a rocky relationship with your employer. But when you're thankful to God for the job he's given you, you you're, you're gonna have a good, a good solid foundation. And, and even if you do get a new manager or a new lead man or supervisor that doesn't treat you well, you work for God and not for them. They are just there present to remind you that you need to do your best. He says, Knowing that whatever good, I love this, is knowing that whatever good anyone does, this will be received back from the Lord. You know, you're going to receive that back from the Lord. Yeah, they may not be doing well because you're, you, you know, they may not be treating you the way they should because you're not a people pleaser. You're not seeking, you're not kissing up to the boss's ass. You're not doing anything like that. 
you're not you're you're not that kind of a person you know you're just not that kind of a person you're doing it for the lord and you're doing your best because you're you 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 are you have a good work ethic and you have the proper balance of reverence and desire anxious desire to do well for them it says knowing that whatever good you'll receive it back from the lord you know what? you may not get a raise you may not get the promotion but god will make sure one way or another you are going to be rewarded and i'm not only talking about the afterlife i'm talking about here what good is it to be have a great job that's paying you tons of money and your family's falling apart what good is that it's no good you know but instead isn't it better to to say you know what we're doing okay i'm not getting the recognition i am right now at as of this moment but my family is fine and my children are healthy and my wife and i love each other that's all that matters that's what counts don't forget that god will reward you and eventually you'll get that promotion eventually you'll get that job eventually you'll 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 be in that position that god wants you to be in so he says and that counts whether or not you're a bond servant or if you're free i like that because when he talks about being free it means that you're working for yourself yeah things may not be going well right now you got yourself employed maybe the jobs aren't coming through all all of that the sales are down whatever it is that you do for self-employment don't worry about it do your best acknowledge the Lord and he'll make a way where there seems to be no way now he goes on with this he says verse 9 masters do the same and stop your threatening knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven and that there is no partiality with him I love that he's letting the employers know that are believers he's saying you know what stop threatening stop being intimidating treat them equally fairly and know them and understand that as far as God is concerned you're both the same you just hold different positions and if you mistreat people God is keeping record if you are are disingenuous if you practice you know you know unfairness if you practice racism you know if you practice you know that that kind of a mentality that rewards those who are not to be rewarded and 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 don't reward the ones that should God keeps record so as a believer you'd better do right and i'm going to tell you when you're that kind of employer that you're you're you 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 choose to operate in godliness you choose to operate in such a way that that makes you known that you know what he's a he's a good person he's a fair man i don't understand why he did this so that when when the weird thing happens people will question but they'll also feel comfortable to come talk to you about it. They'll know that you're transparent and they'll know that that they can trust you 
And that's why he says, because so he says, so when you do this, if you find yourself in a position of authority, do things in a godly way. Do things in a in a manner that is honoring to God and honoring to your employees. Because there's no partiality with God. God does not show favoritism. And he'll make sure that things are done right, one way or another. Anyway, that is important. The way you conduct yourself. Do you conduct yourself with an idea of being fair, of being honest, of being transparent, of being genuine? If you do those things as an employee or as an employer, you will succeed and at the very least lead a peaceable life in the workplace and people will know that they can trust you. Well, anyway, I want to thank you for tuning in. And if you haven't already, because uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, just Click on the link below. Remember to subscribe. That helps me out a lot. I need more subscribers. I want to have, I want to have, and this sounds like such a low number, I know, but I want to have a hundred subscribers by the end of August. And you can help me. You can tell others about the Drunk Theology uh, channel on YouTube and the Drunk Theology podcast and the Drunk Theology 101 on, on Instagram. Uh, so just please, please subscribe and go into the description to find the podcast platform you like, whatever it is that you need uh, to, to find out. And also feel free to, to message me on, on YouTube or, or uh, in Instagram, and I will be glad to, to converse with you and to pray for you. And I just hope that uh, everything will go well for you uh, in the days to come. And God bless you. And we will see you in a couple of days. Got a great, uh, a, a great teaching coming up uh, in just a, a couple of days. It'll be posted, I think, on Friday. And we're going to be starting that this week, two videos a week. So tune in. And God bless you. And be safe. Shalom.